Successful client service comes from a perfect mix of art and science. You need to know and understand the hard data about your client and their organization or your internal clients and your organization, things such as industry revenue goals, mission, vision, and operations. But then you also need to know the softer data, the interpersonal stuff that turns them from clients to humans. Because as much as successful client service drives successful business outcomes, that is not a direct connection. Successful client service builds relationships that support successful business outcomes. Relationships are the spoke that connects the hub to the rim. Without them, the wheel won't work. This means that you need to understand your clients as people as much as you do at professional connections. On today's Spin Sucks podcast episode, we're going to talk through several questions you should be able to answer about your clients, both your agency clients and your in-house clients from a more personal level. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. Welcome back to the Spin Sucks podcast. I'm Jenny Dietrich. Let's talk through the many questions you can use to get to know your clients. These are all about how your client communicates and prefers to receive information. Number one, when and how do they like to work? Though you generally want to set the expectation that client communication will be done during normal business hours, and you can generally find a groove of communication timing that fits best. Do your clients work best in the morning or afternoon hours? When do they most like to meet versus do deep work? When are they most productive? We have clients who prefer to be greeted in the morning with an email of goals for the weekday and things that we need from them in order to be successful. With people like that, we know we need to get our requests on their radar early, and that level of organization and task management is helpful for them. But there are also clients who hate that, so we do something different. Number two, where do they go for information? Which sources do they trust? We ask our clients to forward industry newsletters and articles of interest. By doing so, we not only learn more about the industry or news we are covering, but obtain a better understanding of the types of sources they trust who they look to for guidance, and how they like to receive and process information. We also often set up a pocket account for our clients. Then we can both view and suggest content to one another. It's always a great, efficient learning opportunity. Number three, how do they prefer to be communicated with? We try to guide clients to the communication channel we prefer during client onboarding. But the fact is, all clients have their preferred communication methods. For some, it's text. For some, it's Slack. And others prefer email. Some clients are better if... All communication is kept to video conference or phone. We recently onboarded a new client and I asked the CEO if there was a weekly meeting already in progress that I could attend so we could be most efficient. He said, nope, we just call one another when we need something. So I do that too. And sometimes I call him multiple times a day. Figure out both how your clients prefer to communicate and which channels work best for them. Then adjust accordingly. Number four, what are their other interests? You must know more about your client than just their role in the organization or other work-related factoids. You should know their other interests, what motivates them outside of the office, what they love, what they hate, and the names of their pets, definitely know their pets and their children, if they have them. Figure out who they are as people who are part of their lives and what type of lives they live outside the office. While I know some will disagree on this because it breaks the professional personal line, we found that clients become human that way, and so do you and people do work with humans they like. So many of our clients become friends and that's incredibly important to our success. We look forward to client meetings because we get to hang out with a bunch of awesome people who we really like and help their businesses succeed. 
We even keep in touch with most of the clients we no longer work with simply because we like them as people and care about their well-being. To me, there is nothing better, and that affects the way everyone works together and the motivation both sides have to succeed. Number five, what type of sense of humor do they have? You must, must, must understand your client's sense of humor. I have a very dark and dry sense of humor, which doesn't always work for people. So I have to sort of taper myself, tame myself a little bit around some clients. What you can joke about and what you cannot, because if your clients don't get your jokes, they will come across as annoying, pointless, or worst case scenario, offensive. While you may be a very funny person, if your particular sense of humor falls flat with a certain client, adjust your style accordingly. In just a minute, I'll be back with more questions to ask your external or internal clients. I'll be right back. There are two things I want you to know about. The first is the Fundamentals of Media Measurement course that we just launched with Muckrack, and the second is the PESO Model Certification. Both will help you evolve your career this year as you learn how to measure your work using the PESO model to get you there. The Fundamentals of Media Measurement course can teach you how to measure your earned media efforts, create a successful measurement strategy, and report on your success. It will take you about two hours, but it has quick bite-sized lessons you can take when convenient. It has actionable tips, step-by-step approaches, and examples from Jonna Burke, Christopher Penn, and me. Go to mrac.co slash spinsucks to learn more, get registered, and start your measurement journey today. That's mrac.co slash spinsucks. Please be sure to use that link because I get a gold star every time someone registers, and I love gold stars. And for those of you who need to evolve your career, learn how to integrate the work you do with marketing and amp up your measurement efforts, the PESO model certification is for you. Step up your game with an academically accredited PESO model certification from Spin Sucks and the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University. Learn more about that by going to spinsucks.com academy, or you can go to spinsucks.com and click on academy in the navigation. And now back to the show. All right, let's go to number six. How do they keep organized? Part of client service is project management, and you will need them to do some things to help you be successful. Learn how the client best keeps organized or where they need help. Some clients do best if we send them a rundown of needs every week. Others are more productive if we nail them down during meetings and have them work through things right then and there. Figure out what works best for your client. Number seven, what are their strengths and weaknesses? and then help balance them out. You can build a team around their weaknesses so that the work that is challenging for them is done and done well. Number eight, how do they make decisions? Everyone makes decisions in different ways. Learn their unique decision-making processes and help them through. Do they like to work things through verbally? Do they need stats and facts? What about emotional appeals or case studies? Think of this as your own buyer's funnel and proceed accordingly. Number nine, I'm starting to lose count. I think this is nine. (laughs) Background affects bias, decision-making, and everything about who they are and how they work. Make sure you know what their background is. We often ask our clients a set of questions that ask about their backgrounds. The direct intent is to give us information for earned media opportunities, but indirectly, it gives us underlying information. For instance, we have a client who is Latina, and she has very specific experience with DE&I. When we first started working with her, she wanted to focus on speaking engagements that would get her in front of other CEOs to talk about business building. We quickly learned that she'd have far more success and generate more leads if she taught her peers how to successfully implement DE&I programs inside their businesses. This was a slight shift in her approach, but far more successful. 
There are lots of people who can speak to business building, but she's one of the few who can speak to a massive trend, one that every business leader needs to learn how to do. Number 10, what are their biases? Everyone has a bias. You do, your client does. Earlier this year, we discussed the 14 cognitive biases that can affect the work that you do. I'll link to it in the show notes on Spin Sucks for you. Cognitive biases affect the way people process information and make decisions. These often represent the obstacles and opportunities we have to work with a client's psychological tendencies. Your job is to understand those tendencies and then help to make sure it doesn't affect strategies and decisions. And number 11, what are their pet peeves? Just the other day, I was scrolling through my social media feeds and I saw a post from a client that asked what people's pet peeves are. He started with, I hate the use of the word utilize. Me too, brother. Me too. Because it's a pet peeve of mine as well, we don't use it in our communications here, but it was good to know that it's one of his pet peeves. I let the team who works with him here know that, and I shared the post with them so they could see what other people commented and how he responded. You, of course, won't have all clients who post things on social media, so just pay attention. You can certainly ask them what their pet peeves are, but you'll definitely learn them the more you work together. Pay attention, jot them down, share with others, and make sure you don't become a pet peeve. If you'd like to talk through other ways to get to know your clients better, or just brainstorm in general about your job, your role, and your work, join us in the Spin Sucks community. You can find us at spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. That's spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. It's a community full of crazy smart professionals. It's free. It's fun. It's smart. And you might just learn a thing or two from your peers. I'll see you next week. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the Spin Sucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review. 